0: From the United Nations in New York City, this is Radio Rotary.
1: Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell.
0: And this is Jonah And
1: Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service.
0: Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening
1: in your community and around the world. People sharing ways to improve your life. And today, Jonah, we're coming to you from the United Nations in New York City for Rotary UN Day. And we'll be right back with our interviews with Rotarians from around the world right after these important messages
2: this tree was never chopped down because this crutch never needed to be carved because these legs never grew weak because this child never got polio over the past 20 years rotary club members have helped immunize over 2 billion children against polio Now we are on the brink of eradicating this crippling disease once and for all. But we need your help. Thanks to an historic matching grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, every dollar Rotary raises will work twice as hard to make sure vaccines reach the people who need it, to protect the children of the world against polio forever. This is an opportunity to end polio now. Visit rotary.org slash end polio. Rotary humanity in motion
0: for information about rotary in the hudson valley visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org our next guest on radio rotary here at un day in the united nations new york city is uh... andy mirati is it Marotti? Marotti. thank you and uh, andy is involved with water purification um, tell us a little bit about your uh, company the uh... Euromec water treatment plants and
3: why you got involved in that um, Euromec is a 20-year-old company. Um, they're based in Mantava, Italy, and they've been doing um, water purification, desalination, and building infrastructure to move and treat water for about 20 years. And um, I didn't really know the company when I started working with them. I work with a consulting company of which they're a main client. And over the few months that I've been working for them, I got a better idea of their products, um, their services, and I was really impressed with the wide variety of projects they've done. There's a BBC documentary about the restoration of the swamplands in southern Iraq, that, by coincidence, actually advertises Aeromec, because Aeromec was one of the first companies on the ground to bring mobile uh, purification units, and I think they may have had a hand in the actual engineering, large-scale engineering processes that brought water back to the marshlands.
0: Well, Andy, you know, uh, people, uh, they see pictures of Earth from outer space, they see all these oceans, and the the Earth is covered, uh, I don't know, three-quarters by water, but what people don't realize is very, very little pure drinking water
3: available to humanity, isn't that correct? It's an alarming problem because even though two-thirds of the Earth are covered with water, only 1% of it is fresh water, a large portion of that is frozen in ice caps, and even more alarming is... um, the state of water infrastructure in many countries around the world, developed underdeveloped, is rather um, abominable. Like sometimes you have 40% leakage, which means that even the water that we do have gets lost or wasted, and that's just that's just tragic. And then, then you get to the process of cleaning it, making sure it's potable, people can actually use it, and that in of itself is a huge process and quite costly and requires really expertise, competence. It's, uh, it's a very difficult industry.
0: You talked about desalinization. Now, that's taking salt water out of ocean water and making fresh water. How complicated is that?
3: Extremely. I'm not even an engineer, um, but the engineers already seem... They speak practically in a different language from me actually because I don't really understand how it works. What I do know is that desalinated water, while extremely expensive, is actually really useful for irrigation because it's got more nitrogen and oxygen in it than regular water. So it's particularly suited for that, um, though companies like the one I work for actually do make it able to drink. just That's a particularly expensive route. It's more efficient to try and treat a freshwater source, I think.
0: Now, here at the United Nations, uh, they've told us that three-quarters of a billion people, 750 million people around the world, can't get a clean glass of water to drink. Uh, And that the problem's going to get worse. Uh, What is your company, Euromec, uh, trying to do about that?
3: Well, we are a, a company, so we, we take contracts where we can we can manage to build something. And what's nice about EuroMech is that I'm not sure what other companies do, but I know the EuroMech follows up with its clients. It not only builds the system, it makes sure to runs, it makes sure to continue running it, to provide the correct parts, correct expertise, to make sure that it, it doesn't become. It's not like a a client just pays and gets a huge system, and then because of lack of expertise, it's wasted. It's terrible. EuroMech follows up, so it makes sure that. The system can continue to ensure that as many people as possible in whatever network it's built in can have access to the service. And if our listeners at home want to learn more about this, do you have a website? Yes, we do. It's Euromec.net. Well, thank you very much for everything
0: you're doing to assure clean water around the world. Thanks for joining us this morning, Andy, on Radio Rotary. Thank you very much. Our guest now on Radio Rotary is Dr. Linda Stillman of Young Global Leadership. Good morning, uh, Dr. Linda, and welcome to Radio Rotary. Thank you. Good morning. What exactly is Young Global Leadership?
4: Young Global Leadership is a vision that we are transforming into reality to develop the first global generation of young adults between approximately 20 and 35 years old to understand the world in a new constellation and we focus on helping to develop leadership styles and strategies from a global perspective. We also create networks among people of this generation from around the world. And how, how exactly do you do that? Do you have a
1: program? Is it a course that you take? Do you join a club?
4: I mean, what how what, what is it shaped like, Dr. Um, Linda? I'd be happy to answer that. We have been an evolving journey for the last several years and have become legally and socially um, known in the past couple of years. We take multiple approaches. We do have formalized programs. Each January, we hold our annual colloquium, which is focused on what we call topics of the times, and we take a global topic. And pardon me, which, which, where will that be held this year, when and where? This year, It will be held in New York City. Our theme for the year is going to be good health and well-being. The colloquium takes place for five days in headquarters here in Manhattan and we invite young aspiring leaders from around the world to participate in our program. So we have speakers, we're in alignment with Rotary Club, we are in alignment with United Nations. We believe that These young adults are going to be the future Rotarians and therefore we have such a wonderful relationship with Rotary.
1: So approximately how many young global leaders are involved in the program
4: today? It's hard to really know exact numbers because of the power of social media today, Uh but it is in the tens of thousands around the world. We have global representatives in many countries. And we've made our own paradigm shift. Rather than taking senior experts to be the representatives, we are now employing the young adult leaders themselves to be the representatives.
0: And Dr. Linda Stillman, if uh, people at home or young people at home who might be listening might be interested in the Young Global Leadership program, uh, is there a website? How can they get in
4: touch? Absolutely. We do have a very expansive, engaging website, younggloballeadership.org. And we have a very far-reaching Facebook where we have conversations with young people around the world. For example, we also will be featuring our connection with Rotary Club today. I also am, of course, a Rotarian. I don't know if we knew that. <laughs> uh, I, I wanted to make that assumption, but thank you for bringing it up. And and Dr. Linda, what club are you a member of? I am with the Club of New York. We like to say that we are the sixth original club of Rotary and the flagship club of the United States. And many of the United Nations representatives for Rotary International, of course, come from Rotary New York, because we're here.
0: (laughs) Well, Dr. Linda Stillman uh, of the uh, Young Global Leadership Program, thank you so much for everything you're doing to train the next generation of world leaders. And thanks for joining us today on Radio Rotary. And thank you very much for hosting me. Our pleasure.
1: And we'll be right back with our exclusive coverage of Rotary UN Day and our interviews with Rotarians from around the world right after these important messages.
0: Backed by popular demand, Millbrook Rotary's 10th Annual New Year's Eve Millbrook. A free, fun-filled family event for all ages in Millbrook, December 31st, from 4 till 8.15 p.m.
1: Enjoy professional entertainment with fabulous music for every taste, from such old favorites as Larry Ham and the Hanman Family Ensemble, as well as Metropolitan Klezmer, plus Bindlestiff Circus, The Puppet People, a magic show, and a working model railroad display.
0: Lighted buttons and refreshments free Free parking, so save a date. New Year's Eve, Millbrook, December 31st from 4 to 8.15 p.m. For more information, contact MillbrookRotary.org. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. We're coming to you from the United Nations in New York City for Rotary UN Day. Well, Sarah, we now have two of our wonderful exchange students from overseas. We We do, we do. We do, we do. We have Larissa Kress. Good morning, Larissa. Good morning. Or should I say, guten Morgen?
3: (laughs) Yeah, guten Morgen.
1: Well, where is she from, Jonah?
0: Well, well, since we're speaking German, she's obviously from Germany.
1: (laughs) I didn't know that was German. I need it to be clarified. What part of Germany, Larissa, are you from? Um, I'm from Lower
4: Saxony in the north. In the north? Yeah.
0: And next to her is a very handsome fellow by the name of Marillo Oliveri. Uh, Olivieri.
5: No, they they mistyped it. It's Olivera.
0: Olivera. Yeah. And where are you from? I'm from Brazil. Brazil. Well, good morning and welcome to Radio Rotary. So what's uh, the biggest surprise, Larissa, about living in the United States?
6: Um, the biggest surprise? Um, actually, the biggest surprise is that I kind of imagine it to be like that. Um, that's the biggest surprise, like from the movies and everything I, Heard about the United States and the people are really nice and that, that surprised me a little bit but they're really nice and really really polite
0: Very good and Murillo uh, what uh, kind of adjustments do you have to make from living in Brazil to coming over here to live a year in the United States as an exchange student?
5: Well I'm, I'm actually right now living in Highland, which is like an hour away from upstate. Uh-huh. And uh, I come from the southeast of Brazil. It's Sao Paulo, which is a big city. It's, and, uh, well, I think that's the, the biggest adjustment because, I mean, there we can't, like, go take buses or go to the subway like we used to. So I guess that's it. And uh, I miss the buildings a lot. Yeah.
1: Yes. Well, you, that's, you're going from a city. To, Sao Paulo is a major hub. To... Live living in rural upstate New York in the country, so from really from one environment yeah. to the other. Now you have you're staying with a host family? Yes I am. And, and give a shout out to your host family.
5: Alright. Hey Jerry take care of Jackson. Jackson is the dog. Okay.
1: And what high school are you attending while you're here from, from Brazil?
5: Oh, from Brazil I'm coming from uh, Etecte which is at, at the east zone of São Paulo.
1: So do you study similar things that for in your high school in Brazil that you're studying now in Highland?
5: Well, not actually. Like in in Brazil, it's a little different. We just The high school there is until noon, and uh, if you want to major in something else, like a technical course or something, then you can. But and then you stay until six in, in school. But the high
1: so you, so you get the academic and then you get the practical.
5: Yeah, the the morning period is just like obligatory things, like uh, like mandatory, like math. Or mm-hmm. uh, foreign languages and everything. You can't eat, you can't really choose what you're going to have. And then uh, the afternoon period, you can choose something.
1: What's your favorite food here? Here, here in the United States.
5: Uh,
7: I, oh, I
1: liked
5: waffles a
1: lot. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Marissa? What, Larissa,
6: what's your favorite food here?
2: Um, I can't really say.
6: I like Skittles here. I eat them a lot. Um, but real food, I would say. Mm, pancakes yeah, I like yeah, the pancakes
4: yeah.
0: they're, they're into breakfast two they of. That's are. great Well that's
1: good That's the most important meal Of the day Jonah
0: Right Well I want to thank Larissa Kress. Oh, we didn't. Have, you're in the Highland Club Murillo Yeah And what club Are, are you sponsoring Larissa
4: Red Hook um, Rotary Club
0: Red Hook By amazing coincidence I'm in the Red Hook Club
2: Oh that's interesting
0: Yes we of course We love Larissa to death She's terrific So Larissa Kress And Marillo uh, Oliveri Is it Olivera Olivera uh, Thank you both For joining us On Radio Rotary Thank,
2: Thank you so you. much.
0: Sarah, we now have the pleasure of talking to Jaden Yosefzai of Mangaso, and uh, he's going to tell us about his very interesting program. Yes, mo-
2: but first
1: thing is, what is Mangaso?
7: That's what we're going to find out. Okay. Jaden, good morning. Welcome to Radio Rotary. Hello. Uh, so Mangaso is a website. It's called Mangaso.com, and Mangaso actually is an amalgamation of Monet, Van Gogh, and Picasso. So the idea is that you are a great artist with your skills, but your skills are no longer in the 21st century valid anymore because technology is making uh, jobs uh, in obsolescence. Jobs are going away in masses and that's going to continue in an upward manner. So people who are either retired or people who are just coming into the job market, they will find themselves without a job. So you should be able to take your skills and go on on this website, create a profile and you're able to market all your skills to other people and make, make your own way make your own money rather than requiring a job or a corporation to uh, earn a livelihood and this applies in the developing world and the underdeveloped world as they come online.
0: And what's uh, Rotary's involvement in this uh, excellent program?
7: Well the Rotary's invited us to start talking about this to its members and to the UN general body in in general so more and more people can uh, acclimate to it and benefit from its uh, capacities. How big a problem Jaden is it
0: that uh, you know, people are becoming obsolete of course they, they, they've been uh, telling us that radio is going to be obsolete because of television that didn't happen and then because of uh, iPads and satellites and that's still we're still here but how big a problem seriously is it around the world of people just being uh, put on the street and out of a job because of the latest technological gizmo?
7: Well, see, uh, this technological obsolescence is like an exponentially coming wave. So we're at, right now at the knee curve, and that's the reason why you don't feel its impact in larger uh, degree. And also it's being mass- masked by the current uh, recession that we're coming out of. But once we come out of this recession, you will still continuously see people losing jobs or in developing nations not being able to get jobs. That's, that's why there's such a huge influx of the young who are rebelling, a.k.a the Arab Spring, because they, they're well-educated people who cannot get jobs. So this, uh, this coming together of people in the developed and underdeveloped world, not being able to capture jobs, they will require a medium to be able to communicate with each other to get uh, earn their livelihood. We are actually going back pre-industrial revolution to a time when you were actually able to go out there and market your wares or market your skills to be able to make money. That's how it was pr- before the Industrial a revolution and that's how we're that's the model we're going back to and if people want to find out more about this, I assume you have a website? Yes, mongasso.com is the website. You can go on there, create a free user profile. We're free to use and free to do. Uh, you could do make a million dollars on the website, and we don't take a cut of it. It's bis- uh, person-to-person commerce. Give us that website again and spell mongasso. Sure, it's www.mongasso.com. Well, Jayden
0: Yosefine thank you so much for what you're doing to uh, get people back to work around the world, and thanks for joining us this morning here at the United Nations on Radio Rotary. Thank you so much. Our pleasure. We're- honored and delighted to have with us on Radio Rotary the President of Rotary International, Ron Burton. Uh, Ron, good morning and welcome to UN Day. Welcome to New York City.
6: Well, Thank you very much, Joan. I'm delighted to be here. It's an exciting day to be with Rotarians and support and members of the United Nations, their staff and uh, it's just a wonderful day.
1: Well, you've just given us an incredibly inspirational speech to kick off this very exciting day here at the UN where Rotarians from all over the world come together and share ideas and fellowship. Of course. How are you finding New York City, though?
6: I always find New York exciting. I've uh, spent time here in my personal, professional career. Many, so I was here quite often, and I always love coming to New York City. There's no place in my mind, certainly in the United States, but even in the world, like New York City. It's just such a great cosmopolitan city.
0: Well, Ron, as president of 1.2 million uh, Rotarians around the world, this must be quite a sight to look out at the United Nations. See all these Rotarians from all over the planet, and also the young people. The interact kids. Well,
6: I'm delighted to see the new generations here because that's a big emphasis this year with us is to try to. We don't. We don't have to inspire them. We don't have to get them. Um, you know, pushing in the right direction. It's Rotarians, so we've got to get inspired. And uh, the interactors and the Rotaractors, the Railarians, the Youth Exchange students can all help us in that process.
1: Well, they sure do, um, Ron, because they really have the passion. And anytime we're around them, and we'll have the opportunity later on today to all in, in be engaged with the interact and all of our youth programs. Really, is one of the jewels of Rotary International.
6: Well, it is, and we need as Rotarians, we need to listen to them. To and ask them what it would take to track them to become Rotarians in the future. Because my, my byline is, no, they're not our future. They're our now.
0: You know, Ron, every uh, Rotary International president picks a theme. You've picked one. Uh, explain what that's all about.
6: Well, my theme is Engage Rotary, Change Lives. And it can mean anything that you want it to mean in your own life. To me, it means if I get up out of my chair and actually do something, if I roll up my sleeves and get involved in a community service project or Whatever it happens to be, I'm going to end up changing lives. That's absolutely inevitable. But the life that I'm going to change the most is my own, and that, too, is inevitable. But it's time to get engaged, to get to doing something, to put Rotary in the forefront.
1: So you are leading by example. This has been delightful having you um, make a couple of comments for us on our Radio Rotary show. And we look forward to maybe interviewing you later on in the year, which is a tradition with us.
6: Thank you, Sarah. I'd love it and say good uh, good day to all of our listeners and uh, get engaged, change some lives.
0: Rotary International President Ron Burton, thank you so much for everything you do for humanity around the world and thank you for joining us this morning on Radio Rotary.
6: Thank you, Jonah.
0: Well, Sarah, I don't know about you, but I've had a great day here at the United Nations for Rotary UN Day, and I think we've just spoken to a bunch of fascinating people, and um, I'm not ready for lunch. How about you?
1: Oh, I'm definitely ready for lunch and a cup of tea. But you know what has really struck me, uh, Joan, is once again, it's how organizations like Rotary International, like the UN, um, and so many of the vendors and participants in um, today's UN Day 2013 New York City, how people come together, cross-pollinate, combine all their resources in just one very simple effort to make the place this world a better place for those in need. And
0: that's one of the reasons I'm so proud to be a Rotarian is all the great things Rotary does for not only our own neighbors right here in the Hudson Valley but all around the world. And folks at home, thanks so much for tuning in to our exclusive coverage here from the United Nations of Rotary UN Day. Be sure to join us at this same time again next week for another edition of Radio Rotary and don't forget our website RadioRotary.org. So long from the United Nations in New York City.
1: to 9500, or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano,
0: and Siegel, your essential partner in business.